You're gonna need a bigger boat. What a day! What a lovely day! I'm having an old friend for dinner. You are a toy! She wouldn't even have a fly. You can't handle the truth! I'll be back. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Uh-oh, it's that time of year again. Everyone's favorite time of year, the one we start celebrating the fucking day after ha- uh, fuck, I can't even talk! The day after Halloween! Ah, oh, hell, even before that, yeah, you start to see that, the stuff in stores. I walked, it was the, it was October 1st. I walked into the Dollar Tree wearing my, my trick-or-treat shirt and my Jack Skellington hat and there's fucking Christmas decorations for sale. It's Christmas time, motherfuckers! And Adam is excited. <laughs> I'm not sure I would call it excited. But it, but it, but we do get to watch some really good movies this time of year. Some of them are just downright heartwarming. Some of them are less heartwarming than others. I know I'm, I know you have got the non-family friendly Christmas classics. I've got I've got at least one on my list. So today we are counting down our top 5 movies to watch in the month of December. Top five Christmas movies. Some of these you will probably be getting full episodes on later this month, so stay tuned. So, Josh, you want to start first with your number five? So, I got a movie from the year 2000, starring Jim Carrey, directed by Ron Howard. I think this shows up later. This is Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. You stole it from me. (laughs) With a Rotten Tomato Critic score of 50%, audience score of 56%. I feel like this movie gets some undeserved hate. I think it does. I guess because the, the classic just is so endearing to some people that they don't like it. I don't know. I don't know, but I cannot imagine anybody else who could have played the Grinch like Jim Carrey. Yeah, I find I think this I movie's think he's great. hilarious. Like and, and <clears throat> see, I have a fun story of how I first came to like this movie because you know, for a while I was a Grinch. I hated Christmas. I worked at Walmart one year during Christmas and that kind of killed the holiday for me. It took me years to recover from it. I could see that. And I I will never forget it. Um this this is I can't I think it must have been like 2000 three 2004 because circuit city was still out there by the mall and that it's been gone for forever yeah but i remember i'll, I'll never forget it. i walked into circuit city and you know how they used to have that huge wall of tvs when you first walked yep. in they were showing the grinch and it was that part where he wakes up to the sound of the christmas music coming up from whoville and i was like oh my god this guy is my spirit animal <laughs> because he has that wonderful line where he says blast this christmas music it's joyful and triumphant mm-hmm. and then he starts doing all this shit to try and drown it out he starts putting like nuts and bolts and blenders and just making all this noise try and that's when i was like i love this guy i was like i and then the scene with him like on the jackhammer like going all over the place i i almost fell over on the floor laughing in the middle of circuit city that was so funny to me so after that, I'm like, I have to see the rest of this movie. It is good. And I think I think you even shared it. Jim Carrey recently put out a tweet. Well, I guess it's a reason. I don't know when. I don't, yeah, it was, it was a but Jim Carrey But I think this, this feeling would sum up how you felt because you worked at Walmart. Uh-huh. You don't hate Christmas. You hate, hate the people. Hate the people. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> so that is, a, that is a good number five. My number five is not technically a Christmas movie. It happens during Christmas time. This is a movie from 2002, an Adam Sandler movie, so you know it's going to be high quality. Eight Crazy Nights. 
with a Rotten Tomato critic score of 12% and an audience score of 49%. Well, there you go. Now, this is... I, I haven't seen this movie in a while. I don't even know if I would like it if I watched it again. But I need to go back and rewatch it. Hell, we might have to do an episode on it. Just so you can suffer through it, too. But there <laughs> is so much potty humor and gross-out humor in this movie. It's just... That's that's one of the big... Th- I guess that's one of the big things people hated about it. But to me, it actually has a pretty good story. Because, you know, um, Adam Sandler plays an animated version of himself. And... He is just a troublemaker to the max because he is just so overcome with self-loathing and self-hatred for a reason you find out later on in the movie. So there's actually kind of a redemption story arc here, but there's a lot of shit jokes and pee jokes and just, like I said, gross-out humor all through the movie. And there's actually some decent musical numbers, I think, because it's Adam Sandler. Of course he's going to (laughs) sing. So yes, number five, Eight Crazy Nights. Coming in at number four. A holiday classic, A Christmas Story from 1983. Oh, you'll shoot your eye out. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes critic score of 89%, audience score of 88%. That's pretty close. Yeah. You got directed by Bob Clark, who did like Porky's. (laughs) He did Black Christmas, another Christmas classic. Oh, my God, And then he went on to do like Baby Geniuses. Oh, poor guy. How the mighty have fallen. And I actually looked this up. This is the only list I could find. I found something called a thrill list of Christmas movies. And this movie was ranked number two on that list of Christmas movies. A thrill list? It said thrill list. I'm not sure exactly what that It was from last year, 2018. Some, huh. some thrill list put out. What was interesting was I had never seen this movie in its entirety until like 2012, 2013. And I found out this was a movie that was written... By a guy, the guy who narrated the film it was the guy who wrote it. I cannot remember his name. Oh, I don't, I don't have that either. But he wrote the movie, and I, I think it was based on something from his childhood. There is a similar movie, another movie, not even as closely related or as, or not even as well known as A Christmas Story, called Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss, and it is a story of this family on the road trip from hell trying to go on vacation. <laughs> And in my family, it was actually a tradition to watch this movie every year before we went on vacation. <laughs> so when I when I finally got around to watching A Christmas Story, I'm like, hey, that's the same guy. That's the same voice. Is this, It's written by the same guy? Really? So, yeah, there's like kind of a... I, I don't know which one came out first. I think Ollie Hotmoodle may be the older of the two. Possible. I'm not, I am not positive. But yeah, if that. anyone wants a good... A good family road trip movie with and it's it's all the same characters and not not the same actors but the same characters from um from a Christmas story. Really? Yeah. So you got the dad who's the, the you know, old man, the old man who's a hard drinking, cigarette smoking. <laughs> he's he's got a line in Ollie Hop Noodle where he's like, "We're not buying any junk today." And I I just remember my dad quoting that all the time when we were kids. <laughs> he still says it sometimes. Oh, we're not buying any junk today. Um, but yeah, good movie. Good movie. On to my number four. If you listen to our October top five movies to watch, you should know this one is coming. From 1993, Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas with a critic score of 95 and an audience score of 91. And I'll have to piggyback onto that, Adam, because that's my number three. Okay, well, so, great minds think alike. That's... Not really much we can say about that. We've already no, talked, we've about talked about it. I to... will say this. I look once again on that thrill list. This mm-hmm. movie came in at number nine on the Christmas movies. Huh. So. Interesting. So, uh, you can go my on. number three. Yep. 
is a movie from 1994 starring Tim Allen, The Santa Claus, with a critic score of 74 and an audience score of 65. This was another one that was a tradition in my household for a while. We watch this one every year. Because it's just a really fun and interesting take on the whole Santa Claus mythos. You know, the, the, the idea of like, you know, how there are more than one Santa Claus, how there might, you know, over the years, how, how they have passed on. And, um, I just remember it being a really funny movie. Like this is probably one of my favorite Tim Allen movies. That's not toy story. (laughs) Um, so yeah, the Santa Claus now on to your number two. Number two is one I I probably have watched this at least once every year for twenty plus years, mm-hmm. maybe more now that I think about it. This movie from nineteen ninety. This is Home Alone. Ah yes, I, I, the McAllisters. That I is a love classic. this movie. That is a classic. Rotten Tomato score sixty five, audience score of eighty. I still don't think either one's high enough. Really? I just think this movie is awesome. That it was. A, this was the first movie I saw Joe Pesci in. Um, I yep, and I, I was so happy last year at Christmas time when when uh, Macaulay Culkin did that Google commercial as Kevin McAllister right. again, or basically yes. uh, re reenacting all of those scenes from the movie. I just remember my dad not liking this movie <clears throat> when I was a kid because Kevin was such a brat, and mm-hmm. I guess he didn't want me watching because he was afraid I was going to turn out like that. Oh, I was going to okay. start acting like that, which <laughs> would not have lasted very long. <laughs> so, uh. On to my number two, which you already covered at your number five, five, I believe. The Grinch. We'll say that again. The Grinch. I just love... One of my favorite scenes of that movie is where it's, you know, it, Anthony Hopkins doing the narration in his Anthony Hopkins voice says that something about the, he, uh, the Grinch just stood on his mountain, looked down from his mountain, hating the Who's. And that's when he pulls out this phone book and he's like, alphabetically. <laughs> so he's going through and naming all these Who's and just yelling, I hate you! Yes. Down, the, <laughs> down the mountain. And there's one and then where he's like, hate, 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 double hate, loathe entirely. <laughs> yep. So on to your number one. All right. So my number one is probably going to be the most controversial pick on the list. It comes to us from 1988. The star of this movie himself says this is not a Christmas movie. Really? The writer of the movie combated that and said it is a Christmas movie. I'm not sure what the director's stance on this is. But the Rotten Tomato score of 93% and the audience score of 94%. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. This is Die Hard. <laughs> you, you beat me to it. I was going to say it first. <laughs> I'll say, ho, ho, ho. I have a machine gun now. <laughs> yes. I mean, we have... A man flying home to see his estranged wife, I guess, and kids for Christmas. Mm-hmm. On Christmas Eve, at a Christmas party, ho, 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 I have a machine gun. Mm-hmm. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, if, if all it takes for a movie to be a Christmas movie is to take place at Christmas time, I mean, technically Iron Man 3 could be considered a Christmas movie, which was weird because it came out in May, but it takes place at Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't remember that, so I'm, I'm not sure. Okay, well. yeah. But I have debates are... with this movie every year with people over oh, whether or not really? this is a Christmas. Yes. Well, it's kind of like people asking whether or not you know, <clears throat> The Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. Nah, right? see, I, 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 well, maybe, I guess. I think I think more people tend to agree with that one, though, than on this. Mm-hmm. Like I even, and, and this was a funny thing. I heard someone talking about this on a podcast, and they said calling Die Hard a Christmas movie 
is like calling Home Alone a Christmas movie. And everybody else on the podcast is like, exactly our point. They are both <laughs> Christmas, both movies. Christmas like, movies. Like, you're making our point. I was like, yes, I agree. <laughs> calling one is like calling. I agree with that. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, that's a good one. And my number one has been a family tradition for goodness knows how many years. Like, even living, even like with my family, you know, my sister lives out, lives out of state. Even with us not all living together, we still try to get, at least, we all try to watch this movie at Christmas time, whether it's together as a family or, you know, separately. From 1992, with a Rotten Tomato critic score of 75% and an audience score of 86%, this is The Muppet Christmas Carol. I mean, have you, you've, you've seen some of the Muppet movies, haven't you? Probably parts of them. I don't think I've ever watched any of them really? beginning to end. I, I've never been a big Muppets fan. Really? That's not my thing. I'm trying to figure, I don't know how we, how my family ended up being such a Muppets fan, but like we loved, you know, all the Muppet movies like um, Muppet Treasure Island and Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, and some of the more recent Muppet movies I think have been pretty terrible, like Muppets Most Wanted was pretty bad i did uh, watch the i guess the one i watched muppets most wanted yes that was bad yeah. i watched the first one before that just the muppets with jason siegel i like that one okay i see i didn't get to see that one. Oh, so you watched the sequel without watching that one i didn't even know it was a sequel like i didn't know like i didn't know that they made muppet movie sequels because <laughs> like up until then they'd all kind of been just different stories oh well, you know? well those two went together though okay, I, think, I, didn't I, know th- I think it has the same people i, I think so I mean, like yeah. uh, muppets from space was not a sequel to you know, whatever, I think it was Muppet Treasure Island might have been the movie before that. And Muppets, and then they made a couple, like, TV movies, like, right. made-for-TV movies that weren't very good. But, but I no. think when they rebooted it with actual people, mm-hmm. like, obviously the Muppets were there, but then you got your, what, Jason Segel and yeah. who else? And Amy Adams, wasn't, maybe? Wasn't I, Brendan Fraser in one of them? Or, no, oh, that, I was, remember that, that was a Looney Tunes movie. He was in, oh. he was in one of the live-action <laughs> Looney Tunes movies. I definitely don't remember that one. Okay. But I love going back and watching The Muppet Christmas Carol because that was the first movie I ever saw Michael Caine in. And it's so funny to go back and watch it now because when I was a kid, he looked like such an old guy because he played Ebenezer Scrooge. He looked like such an old guy, but you go back and look at him now and he looks so much younger than he does now because now he's like in his 80s. And I think he was probably in his late 50s or early 60s in uh, in The Muppet Christmas Carol. But, you know, it's typical, you know, Muppet movies. Great humor, great writing, great characters, great musical numbers. Just an all-around fun movie. And, you know, if you know if, if you know the story of A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens, you know what's going to happen in this movie, basically. So that is our top five movies to watch in the month of December. If you have any of your own personal favorites that you'd like, you can let us know on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. Any yep. of those? We're on any of those. Yeah, feel free to let us know. Send us messages. We'll respond. Yes, we will. It's not like we have a lot of messages to but, respond to. But I, <laughs> You're right. But let me reiterate. Watch these in December. In December. Not yes. November. Yes. Not October. Yeah. December. Yeah, I have a friend on... I have a couple friends on Facebook that is like November 1st, and it's just Christmas, 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 Christmas. And like, yeah. I don't understand how they can have that much fun celebrating a holiday for almost two months before it gets here. And why do you want to pass up one of my favorite holidays? A holiday that celebrates eating. <laughs> if you're going to watch these movies in November, just make it the last couple days of November after Thanksgiving has passed. Yeah. Once it's December, you can watch these movies as much as you want. Nobody's going to care. I might even listen to some Christmas music. But, like, 
by the time we get to Christmas, by the time we actually get to Christmas, I'm so tired of Christmas music and Christmas movies. I'm almost like, can we, is, is, it just takes the fun out of it all. Which is why I have a Tales from the Crypt Crypt Keeper Christmas CD that I, I listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer stuff like uh, a very twisted Christmas. And of course, the, 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 uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And there's another guy named Gary Hoey who does great guitar rock Christmas music. Oh, okay. But until next time, I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. And whether you're in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.